Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on podcast from Talk Sport. I'm John Norman bringing you a brand new cricket podcast every day of England's Tour of India, which you can hear exclusively live on Talk Sport 2 or via the Talk Sport app. Yesterday, we brought you a brilliant interview with the English spinner Don Bess, who spoke with Talk Sport's Sam Ellard about life in isolation, their shared love of Justin Bieber, and whether he'll dedicate a celebration to the Talk Sport Breakfast team. But today, we bring you another exclusive interview, but this time with the England Test captain Joe Root, ahead of his 100th cap for his country. He sat down with his former teammate Steve Harmison to look back at his remarkable career so far, whilst also looking ahead to the future with a very important 2021 on the horizon. And you're listening to the following on podcast. And Root goes back and he edges the ball to the third man boundary. Little leap in the air, a big punch of the right arm and fist with England gunning to win the second test. The captain has made a splendid hundred. We don't keep great players down for long. And Joe Root is one of England's greatest players, not now, but ever. Well, Joe, you 100 test matches, um, what a fantastic achievement. Uh, an unbelievable achievement by, you know, from my point of view, a fantastic human being. But, you know, what's the sort of overriding emotion, you know, when you've got that that position to walk out Friday morning, knowing that this is going to be your 100th test match? I'm really proud. Um, you know, I, I still remember as clear as day that at the time Collie gave me my cap for the first one. Um, so it's uh, it feels like it's come around very quickly. I've got some fantastic memories. I think the thing that I treasure the most is the uh, the friendships that you make along the way and the, the memories that you make in and around the cricket, not just necessarily the things that happen on the field, but everything that goes with it as well. Be able to share that with a number of the guys that I've played a long time with will be will be really special. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. 
in that first test match, you know, 73 fourth test match in uh, in Nagpur, it was a difficult side to get into. You know, you know, I, I remember my first test match going in and walking in that dressing room and seeing who I'd seen on TV, like the Nasser Hussein, uh, Andy Carrick, Alex Stewart, people like that. You know, was that like that for you? And who were you looking forward to just going in and put and and, and playing alongside? Yeah, I mean, for me, I'd watched all these guys as a like teenager growing up. These were all my idols. So to walk into that dressing room, likes of Kevin Peterson, Ian Bell, Matt Pryor, Alistair Cook, uh, Jimmy and Stuart were around as well at that time. So all of these uh, people that I'd admired and, and looked up to for such a long time, I'd now had the opportunity to learn from firsthand. And I almost think it speeded up um, my development as a player, having that uh, the, the opportunity to watch them go about their practice, uh, speak to them about playing spin in, in Asian conditions and the subcontinent. You know, all of this, um, was it just felt like a, an amazing experience to, to just try and savour and really make the most of. And um, I remember walking out to bat, Kevin Peterson stood out there already and I just couldn't stop smiling. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> been in, in, you know, I remember being ill from school quite conveniently in the 2005 Ashes on that last day at the Oval, watching him back into all the parts. Gone for it. Six, going all the way. Now I'm, uh, you know, stood at the other end back with him. I just couldn't stop smiling and I just wanted to really enjoy that occasion to, to play for your country. You don't know how, how many opportunities you're going to get for that and I didn't want nerves or pressure to get in the way of it. I just wanted to really just try and embrace that that moment and, and make it last for as long as possible. And the, 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 the smile seems to have been on your face ever since because I don't think there's ever been a moment where you, I haven't seen you smiling um, as an England player and as an England captain. And in that series, you know, 73 not out, first test match, England win the series. That, India haven't been beat since then and it was the first time since sort of 84. You know, going back now, you, you're going sort of full circle. How good was it to, to feel going off in a winning series and then in the next sort of were you were you thinking you know what test cricket is easy <laughs> I certainly wasn't thinking test cricket is easy but one thing I, I I don't think I really appreciated how big an achievement that was from that team yeah I was just so absorbed in the fact that it was my first tour and to be around it all and sort of experience playing with all these amazing players and even against, you know, I remember walking out and Sachin Tendulkar stood at mid-off who, who made his test debut before I was even born. So to get the chance to play against you know, the greatest ever batsman, it was just, I was just pinching myself the whole time. And, and I think you, know, you look back now and you think to be a part of that squad of players uh, and everything that they achieved as a team, you know, leading into that series to then sort of catch the end of, of an amazing era of English cricket it's just really proud to, to be able to say that you know that was I was a part of that, that um, amazing result. Oh yes, 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 yes! The urn was regained. Redemption is complete. Australia have beaten England by five to nothing. Twelve months on from that, England things weren't going as well. You know the Ashes. Um, when the loss, when he's lost five nil, all the Kevin Peterson stuff, everything that went about with it, Jonathan Trott coming home, Swanee, you know, when the wheels did come off, were you sitting there thinking, yeah, you know, thinking now this has stood me in good stead as England captain? What you went through then? Yeah, and I think as as a young player in a in a very experienced side, you're not always aware of everything that's happening around you. Um, sometimes you you know you're working hard at your game, you're trying to make sure that you. You know, you're impressing all the time and you're 
um, you contributed to, to hopefully winning games. And uh, at the time, I wasn't scoring the runs I would have lied on. I probably was so absorbed in what I was doing that I didn't really notice a lot of the things that were happening. But you look back on, on things like that and um, and you try and like you try and learn from those experiences and, and all the things that um, that you look back on. It, it's, I think it's an important part of your development as a player and, and they're the sort of scenarios that you want to try and avoid moving forward. And yeah, it's sort of, I suppose it rounds you in a, in a way and um, try and prevent that from happening again. Bouncer from Nokia and it hits Joe Root and it's gloved him. It's gloved him and it's gone up to Quinton de Kopp. Who's taken the catch? Would you believe it? Just when we all assumed that John Root would cash in on his good fortune, he's been dismissed. There's a few people give you a bit of stick when you've gone from not gone from 50 to 100, but in the last three-figure scores you've got, I've got 228 against New Zealand, uh, Sri Lanka, 226 against New Zealand, two, well, 186 against Sri Lanka. Are you making up for the ones that have have got away in the last three that you've had a go. Yeah, I mean, um, I think every time you get in, one thing that I suppose those a little lean period in the last year or so uh, leading into this this year has taught me is that when you get in, you've got to get greedy. You've got mm. to make those those starts into big daddy hundreds, if you like. Uh, and they're what win you games. They're what set games up, give your bowlers an opportunity to take 20 wickets. So Jack Callis actually on the last tour, he, he said something quite poignant. He said the first hundred is for the tax man and then you earn your money from there. <laughs> and I think it was stuck with me once I got in and, and got going. It was, you know, I've got to earn my coin um, and really make it count. So now hopefully that's, there was a sort of shift in mindset and how I went about it. Um, you know, hopefully that can that can continue moving forward and I can become more consistent at making big hundreds. But you know what test cricket's like, it will always challenge you. It will always throw different things at you. Um, and I'll, I'll just continue to keep trying to work as hard as I can and, and keep getting better all the time. Is that your is that going to be your message to your your younger batsmen that are, are coming into the, the team now? You know, the, you know, what you have learned and what's so important, especially on a, on a, on a subcontinent tour when, you know, you do bat big, you have to bat big and you have to cash in when it's, uh, when it's your turn. Yeah, I think actually one of the, the hardest things for, for young English batters to learn is you've got to bat, you've got to be able to bat long periods of time in this part of the world, in Australia, in South Africa, New Zealand. It can be quite flat on occasions. And when you grow up in England and in the county game, it can be quite dicey and it can seem around a little bit. And it's not very often that you bat 120 overs as a team. Now, if, if you're going to score 500, 550, which can be a first in his past score in this part of the world, that's going to take 160 overs. So for, for young guys coming in that haven't really experienced that at county level, they've got to learn on the job. But it's a mindset thing as well as a skill thing. And we've got some very skillful players. Well, they've got a speed of their development. But with is, you know, can I can I be that guy that gets 150, that, that you know, takes... India very deep and, and make those really big first scores that are going to give us a chance to command the game and, and dictate terms later on. Oh, Joe Root has just played a straight batting sweep. He's played it unbelievably well. And you mentioned the young guys coming in. The first time I come across a young Joe Root, I think it was we played. Dizzy got Dizzy got a, an overweight. Um, what can you say? An overweight aging fast bowler to come to Yorkshire for four games, who was. Um, who hadn't bowled for a while. And I walked into this non... It was like non-direction, the dressing room. And there was likes of you and Johnny and Gaz Balance. Mags is, Mags is a 40... He was a 40-year-old, 18-year-old anyway. But I remember a game down at Hampshire 
and I watched and I watched you bat on a wicket, which was you know slightly corrugated. We got three twenty, you got a double hundred, and I remember uh, normally from a bow, as a bowler, I'd just switch off, I go to sleep. But I remember sitting there watching every part of your innings and how much time you had, and I remember ringing the likes of Neil Fairbrother, and he was quite close to us both, and going. I can't believe what I'm watching. I can't believe what I'm watching from a, a, a young player's point of view. Is there anybody that, you know, and, and, and from that, that double 100 you got, you went on and you, know, you, you played a few years later. Is there anybody that you have seen who has had that moment on you? Is there anybody that you've come across you think, oh, he's got so much time for the, in the game? Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago playing game against Surrey and it was the first time I'd, I'd seen Oli Pope bat in the flesh. That's just oh, sublime. Ollie Pope has just dropped the bat on at a full length delivery. It, it shaved uh, the right hander's leg stump at the non striker's end and, and ran away, um, well, gathering pace of, against the laws of physics for four through mid on. And he just came out and he just commanded things straight from the off. He looked like he was in charge, even as a young guy. He, he was in great form leading into the game, but straight away he looked like he knew exactly how to construct an innings. As you mentioned, he had, he had loads of time, but he had a very organised, a good all-round game. Um, and, and it was really impressive to watch him go about constructing a brilliant hundred. Oh, that's a beauty. Oh, he's got him. He has got him. What a ripper from Sam Curran. Similarly, following on from that scene in the same game, watching Sam Curran bowl, the skill level that he had swinging it both ways. It was really impressive to watch two young guys um, go about the, the business like that in in county cricket and you could already see at that point then that they were going to go on and, and, and play a lot of cricket for England and already we've we've seen glimpses of, of what they are capable of at, at test level and there's going to be loads more to come for both of them. That's it, it's the end of the test match. England have wrapped things up. It's the uh, Barbie army who had started the song to inspire the team uh, in raptures down there at the Duck Pond end because England have won the Test match by an innings and 53 runs. What advice would you give, or what advice have you been given Joe Root from when he first took over the captaincy to Joe Root, the captain now, who is on the verge, hopefully, in the next four Test matches to overtake, I think it's Michael Vaughan, to be the most successful winning England captain? Um, just to relax a little bit more. Hmm. I think if I had the... Can you? Can you, though? <laughs> I'll try, at least try. I think I've been very fortunate to... Um, you look at the guys around me, you've got Ben Stokes, arguably one of England's greatest all-rounders or will probably end up being England's greatest all-rounder. You've got Stuart Broad and Jimmy Anderson, the two leading wicket-takers of all time. When I took over, Alistair Cook, the leading run scorer of all time. So to have all of that experience and people to, to call upon... Uh, I probably, probably at times didn't always trust my gut instinct. I would go to other people. I think mm. over a period of time is, I suppose you build that relationship with the guys and you start understanding them better uh, as people. And through that, you you know you you find a better way of of working with the individuals. And I, I maybe was a little bit too keen to, you know, to hurry that process along. I think just just relax. You know, it's not going to happen overnight. You're not straight away going to walk in and and be able to be renowned as a brilliant captain. And I know that you know, I've, I've got still got loads to learn and, and that side of things. But over the last period of time, feel um, like we, we are making huge strides uh, and there's clear direction in where we're trying to go as a team. The guys are very, 
you know, they're, they're all on the same page. They know what they need to do and what we need to do as a side to get better. Um, and they're hungry as well. And that's, it's such a nice thing to see is when the group are all pulling in one direction and, and there's that desire there to, for us to, to keep getting better, even from the senior players. You know, I think that's one of the really impressive things about those guys is they, they constantly lead the way, set the standards, and they're not, they're not happy with what they've achieved. They want to get better. And it sets a great example for any young guys coming in. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. And the 100th Test match is around the corner. A huge milestone in, in Sri Lanka, going past the likes of uh, Boycott, Gower and, and Peterson. You know, is, where's the next target? Is Sir Alistair the next target? 161 Test matches. That's a lot, that's a lot of Test matches. But the 12,500 runs, is that something that you're eyeing up or is it just a case of just let's see where we get to? Uh, let, I, for me, it's just a let's let's look after this series right here and right now. As it stands at the minute, I, I want to play as much as I can for England. I want to try and get as much out of myself, give as much to this this team and this badge as I can. Um, and until that changes, until that that drive and desire to keep getting better and and want to learn goes, uh, I can't see that you know that moving. Um, so who knows what what the future holds? But you know, it's, I look back at. Uh, Nine years, nine years ago, whenever it was that I, I walked into this team, my life is very different now to what it was then. So uh, I think it's, it'd be wrong to look to, too, far, too far down the line, but I'm, I'm certainly still very hungry to, um, to play a lot of cricket and you know, uh, I'll, I'll certainly give everything I've got with the uh, opportunities that I get. Like I said, 100 test matches, you've won in, in Ashes, you've won in India with the, with the Ashes victory away from home. 
at the end of the at the start of next year in uh, 2022, would that just cap everything off for Joe Root? Yeah, I mean it's 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 the one thing that every player wants to, to be a part of. Really, I think you grow up and you want you want to be a part of Ashes cricket. Um, you want to do well in Ashes cricket, but more than anything, you want to do it in Australia. Tremlett's the man. Put the beer away. Put the champagne on ice. 24 years of pain in Australia. Finally, they're beaten at home by England. It's a, it's a huge ambition. It's something that we've planned, we've been planning for for a long time, and we'll continue to keep working and striving hard towards. And it's you know it's a it's a great incentive as well for not just me for the rest of the guys to to keep driving standards high because we know we know how difficult it is to go and win there. I think guys will have got a lot of confidence seeing India go there recently and. And do something very special. So um, there's a lot of cricket to play between now and then. But um, of course, there's a there's a, a little thing in the back of my mind already thinking about things uh, and getting excited. For it. Happy days, Matt. I've got some quick fire questions before I let you go. Um, your favourite uh, overseas cricket ground? Uh, Cape Town. Oh, beautiful. Player you admire the most? Wow. Uh, I'd say Ben. Stokes in again. Steaming. Once more, isn't it? It's been taken. Stokes has done it again. Just when England needed a hero, they found one. Is that because the budden all rounder inside you? <laughs> I was in the same category. What I would say, the way he, he does everything, uh, at, at, uh, gives absolutely everything mm. to everything he does. That's not just in his batting, his bowling, his fielding, his fitness, the way he trains and sets an example for players um, around cricket, but also the way he gives his time for the rest of the group, the yeah. way he really cares for the people around him, uh, how loyal he is to, to things, you know, to, to, the, to the youngsters coming in, you know, providing opportunities, giving them advice and, uh, and making them feel so, so comfortable. Uh, and similarly, the way he handles pressure everything that, that he's had to deal with in his career. But, you know, look at those big moments in yeah. 2019, the World Cup, that amazing game at Headingley. Cummins in again, and it's hit away for more! England have won this match in the most extraordinary circumstances. They were all out for 67 in their first innings, and they have come back and achieved their biggest ever run chase in a fourth innings. They've never got close to this before in the 140 years of Test match cricket, and they've been dragged there by Ben Stokes. He's a different, different animal, um, and you know, I, I, I'm so privileged to play in the same team as him. The shot you wish you had in your locker. I know you've got a few, but which shot would you you think? Right, I wish I had that in my locker. Uh, I'd, I'd love to be able to play. A, Massive switch hit out of the stadium. <laughs> like, um, Kate, all these guys can do. Quickest spell of bowling you've ever faced? Uh, probably Mitchell Johnson at Brisbane. Charges in. Oh, there she goes. All those fans out there saying, isn't that great? It's okay if you're sitting on a soft seat in the members. Ever been scared on a cricket ground? I was a little, there was a little bit nervous uh, in that series at times. You bowl it quite quickly. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I think it's natural. I think everyone at, at times, I suppose that's sometimes a little bit of the rush is that you know, trying to manage that. And uh, especially when you get a bit of success and you, you score some runs in, in the pressure moment, 
it fills you with so much confidence. But, you know, you look back on it now and it's what a great learning experience, a great way of developing as a player. I always thought I was playing with KP for as long as I did. I always thought KP was at his best when he when he was facing the quick bowler because I actually thought Kev, Kev was had a bit of sort of scared of the ball, but that actually made him better because he's the faster the ball came to him, the harder he went at the ball, and he he tended just to you know crash bang wallop. He was that was when he got his beans going, and that was when he was at his best. I thought from uh, playing with, with Peterson, you can't say Headingley on this one, but the best stadium atmosphere you've played in in England. Oh, um, the I mean, the World Cup final was was electric. Um, so in terms of white ball cricket, I would say that edge basting it can go off. And during the Ashes and different occasions, it's it's certainly provided an amazing atmosphere out on the field. Brilliant, Matt. Thanks very much, not only for your time, but for being such a fantastic ambassador for English cricket. I wish you all the best for everything in this next sort of four Test matches, and I hope you go well, Matt. Thanks, mate. Lovely to catch up. And you. you. Brilliant stuff from Joe Root. Huge thanks to him for taking the time out. Boy, it is a ridiculously busy schedule ahead of the first Test match. And, of course, Steve Harmison as well, who is part of the team, bringing you all the action exclusively live, ball-by-ball commentary on the radio, online and via DAB. So please join us from quarter to four in the morning on Friday the 5th of February where Mark Nicholas, Darren Goff, Harmy, Gareth Batty, Jared Kimber, Andrew McKenna and uh, Neil Manthorpe will uh, combine to bring you the very best in cricket commentary. Thanks for listening. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.